healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of the Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuning in to yet another exciting audio adventure with us here on Discologist. I am your host, Kevin, coming to you live-ish from a tiny shack in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Maybe. we got a really great show for you today, mainly because we're talking about a band that I honestly didn't know if I'd ever be talking about again. The Hold Steady melted minds and hearts in the mid to late 2000s, and then they just sort of slowed down. I was down with the scene through about 2008 Stay Positive, and at that point, I kind of fell off. Uh, Franz Nicolay left the band. That was part of it, but it just, I wasn't feeling it. Maybe I was getting older. Maybe we're all getting older. Um, but I mean to tell you that myself and my friend Paul, who you're going to hear from in a few seconds here, had some seriously massive nights seeing this band live. And more importantly, their music kind of soundtracked a good chunk of our formative years hanging out in Washington, D.C. You could say it, it, it strengthened our friendship, as this band was known to do. The point is, we love the band. So please understand that as we discuss this new release, Thrashing Through the Passion, they're back. Uh, everything can't be the best, and, and honestly, this isn't. And it's sort of what we do on this show, but it's a pretty good start for them after being kind of gone for a couple years. And, and it's honestly, it's, it's, it's great to have them back, but, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, before that, though, I want to mention how happy we are to be on the Osiris Podcast Network. Osiris connects you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about the artists and topics you love. You can go to OsirisPod.com to check out all of their shows. And don't forget to also head to JamBase.com as Osiris works in partnership with JamBase. Now, you might know JamBase from back in the day if you're an old head. You can sign up there and list your hippie show is sort of a, a tour planning tool and whatnot but it's grown it's evolved and now they connect music fans with the music they love and empowers them to go see that live music check them out at jambase.com uh, and also check out osirispod.com with all that out of the way let's kick things off with a positive jam kids this is the lead off track off of the hold steady's thrashing through the passion this is denver haircut concourse said you kind of catching me at a transitional time i'm a bright light burning into a dark horse she said i'll strap on the saddle and i'm sorry but this city's a cesspool I'm kissing a cat with half of these jackals Still couldn't get any check you Walked her out to the taxis Took her out to some parties Found a man with a handful Huddled over some car keys It doesn't have to be pure It doesn't have to be perfect Just sort of has to be worth it And here's what you get The steps of death in the credits The montage set to the time of your life A shot in the dark in a bar that's too bright A window sucking up on the available light, right? And a clock on the bedstead with a cord that connected 
That's a little bit of Denver haircut off of the Hold Steady's, we're just going to say return, Paul. Not return to form, <laughs> we're just going to say return. Uh, thrashing through the passion. Uh, there's a line in this song towards the end. It's actually the last line. It says, it doesn't have to be pure. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just sort of has to be worth it. And I think that sums up maybe the Hold Steady in general, but certainly this album. Now, you and I have disagreed. <laughs> On a lot of things, oh, but no, but but this is is something else because we both love this band, mm-hmm. regardless of what has happened, how far I have fallen off from from the mountain. Uh, you know, this is a band that uh, we saw a lot of shows of. Uh, yep. We listened to, drank a lot of beers too. Uh, a lot of beers, a lot of beers. This is part of our lives, so it's uh, and it's part of everybody's life, really. I think. You know, you look at the first three albums here. Almost killed me back in two thousand four. Separation Sunday, which is just—I can't believe it was two thousand five, but I can't believe that album actually exists. Boys and Girls in America in two thousand six. I mean, that's that's our formative years of being friends, man. <laughs> and that's a hell of a run right there, too. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's they're fantastic. So they're back, and something happened unexpected with this for me because I didn't like Stay Positive. I mean, no, I like Stay Positive. I didn't like Heaven Is Wherever. I honestly forgot Teeth Dreams existed, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but this comes out, and I knew the singles were going on. I'm not a singles guy. I know they're playing fantastic shows. Our friend Sean Barno went to them uh, up in uh, at Brooklyn Bowl, and uh, this comes out, and I'm like, man, this is kind of good. Yeah. Right? It's. I think that it's. Uh, it's definitely their best work in years, um, and it sounds like a hold steady album. I mean, even though I, yeah, I liked parts of Teeth Dreams. I definitely had a had more affection for Heaven Is Whenever than than you did. But some of it felt forced, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, trying. It's hard to explain, but kind of like trying to do what you think people are expecting you to do, but yeah. without having all the pieces in place. And this one just sounds like they're relaxed. Craig Finn is on his lyric, his lyric game, uh, and they just kind of got to get into a bit of a rhythm and uh, and do their thing. Yeah, and this came out of they had some singles out before, so this is sort of a mix of an EP and and new songs they recorded, and you can definitely hear it in the album. Uh, there's there's a little I don't know what you want what you want to call it like unbalanced nature. Uh, to this, you know, so you can hear the later songs sound different than the ones that were on the EP. Uh, don't know why that is, but um, the maturity level here, I think, so Craig Finn's written, what, like three solo albums? So that's the last one. Is four? it four? A He's lot. got four, four total, I think. Yeah. Craig Finn's a writer, to be clear. I mean, that's that's what he does. And, and his style, his sing-song style or sing-talk style has never really... Uh, elevated and it remains the same. So it, what it what it depends on is the words is getting out, not so much the delivery anymore. You know, on those early albums, the delivery was everything, um, and and he was you listening and in the audience. But now he's telling these stories, and the stories get more complex. And and you know, there's there's partying and drugginess here. Those words exist, right? Yeah, and they're they're in every goddamn song. 
Um, and and you would think that would get old, and maybe it does a little, but uh, there's there is a lot more I think going on. It feels like they he, as a writer, has grown up and wants to tell a different story. Maybe even though uh, it's not it's not too far from the from the source. Yeah, I was going to say, is it a is it a different story or is it uh, the continuation of n- not the same? stories themselves but the same types of stories just with older characters like the cycles continue the people just yeah. get older it's like yeah. it's like watching the uh you know a, a movie where the uh the old gang's going out for one last score or you you're pulling robert redford out of mothballs to go and uh, bust up a bank you know <laughs> yeah yeah well and he's definitely yeah he's definitely got his theme um and and that that's actually why i didn't necessarily love the previous two albums is because how many parties can you go to how druggy can you get i mean at some point you get out of it you know except no, for or you really, become blackout sam or you become that that's a very good range or <laughs> or you become one of the best songs on this album you know there are uh, and that's sort of what i was leading up to because you know you have uh, denver haircut is just i don't know some everybody's on a bender on this album at some point or another but the song blackout sam is is sort of the sad, not groupy, and not roadie, but just the guy who was hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who was always around. It's your friend. Maybe he was in the band at some point. Maybe, but and and it doesn't end well. But it is uh, one of the. It's easily the best old steady song I think that they've released since anything off stage positive. But it's there's a weight to it, and it, it's it's almost like a folk song, I think. Mm-hmm. But let's let's hear a little bit of it so you, so you guys can get a picture. But this is. This is some sad shit, but it's great. Here's a little blackout sound. The general made a gesture of contrition. Law of averages says something's gotta give. We were stuck up in survival mode. You were twisting on the telephone, giving blanket denials to that one persistent kid. Blackout Sam don't have the answer He keeps waking up at parking ramps He can never find his keys Find the key 
Encapsulates a lot of what we were just talking about. Like, this is a guy who very easily could have been a character in an earlier Hold Steady album, but at the time he would have been, uh, you know, a roadie or a, or a groupie or just a guy who's at all the shows and hitting all the parties. And he was certain- the first to the chill out tent. Yeah. <laughs> but at a certain point, most everybody else moved on from the moved on from the parties, and he looked up, and it was just. Everybody's like, oh, it's just Blackout Sam, but everybody else has moved on, and you got a whole new group of kids, and he's the old guy uh, fading yeah. out at that point. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a sad reality. I mean, we see it, saw it a lot in D.C., honestly, but uh, see it here. Hey, the kids of the show are having kids of their own. The sing-along yeah, songs yeah. will be their scriptures. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that, and you know, so so you know, he's he's carrying on this sort of generational um, failure. I guess of people to evolve and but it's it's just so interesting because again this topic is not new for them it is just on the verge of getting beat like a dead horse but there's some pathos in there there's all over this album there's like horns which I think is new for them mm-hmm. uh there's a there's a vibe in here I don't know how hip you are to uh Thin Lizzy especially the album uh Jail uh, Jailbreak but there's some songs on there, um, and Running Back is one of them, that are this evolution of what we think. Like, Hold Steady is sort of manly rock and roll party all night music. And then there's this tenderness in it that you see these people that are trying to be whatever society has told them they have to be. and But they're really deep down kind of softies. And, and, and that comes through, I think, in a lot of songs in this. I think... Um, there's ridiculous songs like You Did Good Kid, right? Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I know you don't like it, but specifically yeah. why that that one? You were like, just anything but that. Yeah. I, 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 And the thing is, I actually like part of that song. I think the last, like, minute of that song gets all right. I just cannot get past the... Uh, the sing along at the beginning of the uh, of the chorus. It just doesn't sound. And <laughs> it, th- it, th- it throws me out. Well, it throws me. It throws me out of the song. And then I, I, you know. I can drop into the lyrics and towards the end of the song, I, I I can get into it, but it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a hold steady song uh, for the first two thirds, three quarters of the song. And that's the character's not relatable basically. 
to what you know of the whole study. You know, I, well, I think- not not just not 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 the character. I mean, just audibly, like the the band trying to do a sing along doesn't work right. really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that may be at this point. I mean, but that, and you know that is a good point about this album. This is uh, it, it it's it's good, but it is a little messy. Um, it's it's certainly not as tight as past Hold Steady albums. They're they're branching out. This is a, this is in many ways a new sound for them. I I can't say because I didn't ask. Uh, Franz Nikolai is a friend of the podcast, but uh, he is back in the band. Mm-hmm. So hallelujah, Franz Nikolai is back. If they if they're gonna make a new album, they better have Franz Nikolai in it. And and I have to wonder if it was his input, you know, because you've got like Bobby Drake, Craig Finn is in there, Ted Kubler. Uh, Galen uh, Polvica is new. Steve Selvage, I think, is kind of new. But you, you got this core that was there, and um, they just haven't sounded this. It's not experimental. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like loose. I, I, yeah, I think it's maybe cohesive. Like, yeah, that, that, that's how it feels like to me. They they feel like a lived-in band that yeah. is getting together and playing, and everybody knows where they where they're supposed to be. And they just they busted out some tunes, and I know there's a lot more that goes into it than that, but it has it has a feel like I would expect from a band that's been together for 15 years or mostly yeah. together for 15 years, playing some songs. Now I yeah. think it's it's less guitar driven than some of their previous no. work. You're not seeing. That you think that I mean because because I what I heard was was more like Vin Lizzy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not it's not over your head guitar. It's more like precise. Yeah, but you're not hearing like the soloing or the or the right. big breakdowns in the middle. Like mm-hmm. every you know, every song is driven by guitars. So I guess I'm technically incorrect in saying that in saying that <laughs> previously. But uh, you don't pick it up out of the song as much as you used to in other spots. Right. Right. And and you know maybe that's because there there are less like sing along anthems going on in this one. They're not shooting for the rafters. Like they were in uh, on some of their previous albums, which is okay. I don't think it really detracts from it, but it is a slightly different sound than some of their earlier work. Yeah, and I wonder if if I mean the sound has to. I think if you take all these songs and, and one we're going to listen to in just a second, I think is one of the best songs. Also, one of the best songs on the record, right after Blackout Sam, actually, uh, Entitlement Crew. There's a bleakness in this and I wonder if that they were looking at this and thinking we wrote all these bleak lyrics because it's bleak as fuck times and it's got there's got to be some uplift in this like we just don't want to go that dark you know because like falling into you know an endless cycle of of drug abuse or partying or anything is is dark or opiates for that matter you know and that's the world we live in and that's some, what some of these characters are yeah, but even in even in their dark songs, I think especially taken in in context of the full albums, you always see the uh, the spiritual uplift as well. Like there's a well, that's what I'm the, saying. There's yeah. no spiritual uplift here. This is just like darkness. <laughs> this is like the people. But let's hear a little bit of Entitlement Crew because this is uh, sounds like a party, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Tequila takeoff, Takati landing. Sorry about the centerpiece. Thanks for understanding. Soft salesman, hard branding, Kabari commissions. I was sitting in the kitchen trying to guess where she was living now. Hotel room in Houston with the shades against the sunshine. Or maybe still in Scram like it's 1999. When I saw rolling through with the entitlement crew. 
I wasn't all that into it, but there was nothing I could do about it. Now here's the church, here's the steeple. I like the party favors, but I hate the party people. Got distracted by the chorus when the kids all sang along. Up to the rock set. I always really liked that song. You like that song too. I know that you do. I sang your mouth and all the words when you didn't know I was watching you. Everything is brittle and it's breaking apart. Your sister's in Seattle and she's sleeping with the sharks. I remember you used to play in this park. Thanks for listening and thanks for understanding. Can't you see how I feel to the band? Whoever this guy is, he's on one last run, man. Like, yeah, but is, he's getting he's getting fucked up on the plane. And he knows this is going to go wrong. He knows it's all going wrong. But um, the thing but, is, I think they're focusing, yes, but you see a focus on some of the uh, the fun of that, too. Like, you, oh, might, yeah. you know, it's the difference between a caper and, like, a dark crime movie. It's going to go it, it's going to go wrong, but it's probably not going to end in a hail of gunfire. It's, you know, all right, I'm going to have a good time and take a shot at this last score and uh, see how it goes. I don't know, man. I, I think the line, uh, uh, like, I'm not sure we can pull off such an in- intricate deal. Now it's all now all of it's killer, but it's coming up quick, and your brother's in Boston, and he's acting like a dick. Yeah, like that sounds like a hail of bullets is is meaning at the end, and, and he knows it, and he doesn't Maybe. really care. I mean, this is it. It sounds like the 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 protagonist here is you know maybe had a relationship with this person that he's talking about, and they're. Uh, you know, and they don't know why they're doing this anymore. But the, but you know, maybe it's the last straw, and and that's some that's some fascinating stuff to chew on. If, maybe it's the if, last straw, or maybe it's just about the tequila takeoffs and the Tecate landings. And yeah, that's just his life. He's in the moment. Like, yeah, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt twenty four seven. Yep. And yeah, I mean it is, and, and and so in that sense, you know, and that's what I mean about it being grown up. It's like when when this was youthful on the earlier albums, it's the excitement of like you're discovering punk music, you're going to uh, city center, you're you're discovering drugs, you're discovering girls, you're discovering all that stuff, and this is more like okay, that part of my life is over, <laughs> and I know about this shit and what's left. But I mean, even then on those earlier albums, a lot of stuff went bad. I mean, well, it went bad, but it's okay. Look, it's okay. If it goes bad when you're a kid, right? We bounced back. Maybe. We made it. We made it. <laughs> you, you crossed the 40 barrier. Uh, Barely. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Right. But you made it. You made it. That's the thing. And, and I, I can assure our listeners, you made a lot of bad decisions on the way, <laughs> <laughs> but you made a lot of great decisions along the way. Wow, this podcast is evidence of one or the other. This, I don't know. this exactly, <laughs> this podcast is definitely evidence of one of those. But but that's the point: is that you you make those and somehow you make it out. And obviously, our decisions weren't as dire as any of Craig Finn's characters. But but you you know he he just hasn't really turned it on the lens on the older the results of that. Mm-hmm. And people and people that maybe didn't live as full as uh, Charlemagne, 
<laughs> or Hallelujah Holly, you know. The, the, did, did Charlemagne live full? I mean, I, I think I he did. <laughs> I think he did. He got like two whole albums made about him. So, okay. so you know, and I know he, he know. I know he know he knows how to make a pipe out of a Pringles can, but does he have any other <laughs> saleable skills? <laughs> yeah, but those are skills you need, not when you're forty. But, yeah. but yeah, I, I think, uh, and that to me is what's fascinating. Even if I think, on the whole, this album is a little, uh, it, it's it's kind of all over the place. But this is a band that, like, I definitely used to love, and I, I see, um, not trying to be relevant, but trying to make stuff that resonates. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, I'd want to hear these songs played live, and that's really my yeah. my gauge. Like, am I going to be going to a hold steady show and only being like play the hits, or do I want to hear the new stuff? And I'd like to hear the new stuff. So that's a successful album to me. Yeah, and I think that's a function of both of us getting older too. Because there certainly was a time when we just wanted to go here, Boys and Girls in America. Uh, but this is, I mean, and, and look, the music industry has even changed since they were, like, in their heyday. And this feels like this kind of acknowledges. I, I don't think this is high stakes for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I think they're just like, you know, we thought about stuff being high stakes and realized that we're not that band. We're just a band that needs to keep going. I mean, look at how they tour. They're doing this constructive summer thing, but what is it? Only in like three cities? Yeah, two cities. Not, yeah, not my city, unfortunately. Not not your city, Portland. If anybody, if Franz is listening, go to Portland. Yeah, um, Portland, Oregon, please. Not the or other Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or both. Uh, they're both yeah, fine both, cities. Yeah. They're both fine cities, but they, uh, you know, they're they're doing, uh, they're doing life and just being like, hey, if you want to come see us, we're going to play five nights in Brooklyn. That's our home. So come see us there, and uh, we're going to entertain you. And I, I think that's rad. That's not not the, and this isn't the end of the whole city, but that's, that's not the ending I expected yeah. <laughs> after the past two albums. That they would just all of a sudden become this like serious, solid, cool band again. I dig yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, thrashing through the passion is out now. If you are a older Hold Steady fan, you're going to dig it. If you're a new Hold Steady fan, I'm going to break with you, Paul. I think this might win you in. I think this might pull. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this might pull you in with a few of the songs. I don't think you'll think it's... I mean, you don't know Separation Sunday, so maybe maybe this will have that effect. We can never know these things, but... I I I would be very happy to be wrong about that. If this brings people into the whole Hold Steady crew, then... Have you played it for Bodie yet? (laughs) No, I know. Bodie and I are still working through uh, the Bob Dylan bootlegs. I see. I see. Well... He's got to get through those to get to the master Craig Finn, or so I've heard. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and I'm going to play a little more music. And, uh, and show. Steady thrashing through the passion 
is out now. Everywhere you can buy fine records, you should pick it up. I know. I, I said up front, you know, man, it may sound like we're being harsh. It's not. Where it's completely out of love. They're so happy to have this band back and uh, and be able to be able to go see them again. I know they played some shows in New York that I couldn't make it to, but they're gonna they're gonna expand a little bit. They're touring like old people, I think is the quote, and uh, because their audience has aged and uh, and it's worth the trip. If you've never seen this band, they are uh, one of the best live bands I think uh, it has maybe ever existed. Certainly one of the best I've seen, and that in my mind is few and far between. So, so uh, congrats, hold steady. Glad to have you back. Looking forward to seeing what they do coming up because I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna stick around for a little while. Uh, speaking of sticking around, we're not quite done yet. I promised you that we were going to play a track from our friends in Burke Royals, and that's what we're going to do right now. This band is based out of Washington D.C., and in D.C. there's a whole thing, punk. Punk is the whole thing in D.C. That's what people really pay attention to. But there's this whole pop movement coming up, and I think they are at the forefront of that. They just put out a new album called St. Luxury. It sounds a little bit, to my mind, uh, it's got some Springsteen in it. It's got some Dawes in it, the track that we're going to play. And, yes, it even has a little bit of Hold Steady in it. And uh, and I didn't hear that until they played the other night here in Milwaukee. They were here. They actually stayed at RHQ. So we are talking about our friends here. Uh, that's not nepotism. They make good music. We talk about good music, and that's it. Uh, it is poppy, and but we warned you on the, the previous podcast that we like pop. You should like pop, too. So if you're like, oh, what are you doing with this pop? Cool your jets, Ed's Lord. You're going to like this song. Uh, uh, but it, it's, uh, it's an album that they made about asking questions about sort of where we are in the world today. And how important communication is. It's uh, it's great. You need to check it out for yourself. I'm going to help you do that right now. Here is the first track. The title track off their brand new LP. Broke Royals with Saint Luxury. Knows I need a break. You gotta watch these bird gates. Told the choir I'm heading west. We all said, Hey, send our best. But don't say we didn't warn you. There's no rules in California. She said, I got all the answers. I need some questions. She took the first plane out of heaven. She took that first plane. Came the lines that would change your life. She came for big ideas. So tired of always being right. And that's all right here. She cut her hair and drove the coast. You know the boys who loved her most. Mixing luxury and wine. Oh, she could dance and deny. Every time she wrote a song And all the people sing along Just like you're singing it tonight Just like you're singing it She said I got all the answers I need some questions She took the first plane out of heaven She took that first plane She came for lies that would change her life for big ideas So tired of always being right 
you edgelords out there, there's no way that you could not have enjoyed that. It's a great song. It's a great song. They they are they are so uh, talented, uh, so on top of like the the business of this stuff. There, I I just uh, these guys I hope are going to make it, and uh, you guys can help. They're playing a show in D.C. the homecoming show tonight. With this is out on Friday, but they're going to be going out on tour. Buy their record, man. Pay to see them. Invite them to your town. If you got a place you think they can play, like have them out. That's how this whole thing works. If we support ourselves, uh, it's it, it becomes this beautiful sort of community. And, uh, and unfortunately, in the modern day, that takes money. So spend your money. Spend your money on the Hold Steady. Spend your money on Broke Royals or whatever band you love. But make sure you let them know that you support them because uh, that is what is important. So... And with that, we are out of here. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on all the different podcast thingers. We're on Apple Podcasts is what it's called now. Who knows? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Mixcloud. We are on Spotify up there. All 434 episodes up there on Spotify. And uh, we are a Chunky Glasses production, which means all these episodes are also housed at ChunkyGlasses.com. If you go there, you will see the amazing live work of Mauricio Castro and his team of live coverage photographers in Washington, D.C. Also, me. I'm out there in Milwaukee now, so I'm I'm back out in the pit, and it's kind of great. And don't forget about our sister podcast, also on the Osiris Podcast Network, Dead to Me. If you are a person who has been curious about the dead or you love the dead, uh, just dive in. We're in season two right now. We're going through the albums. If that's your thing, do that. But really, it, just dive in at any point. It's it's a fantastic series. I've been a deadhead for since I was a kid. Like, it's for so fucking long. And and just doing this, I learned more. And it's, and it's fantastic. So that's all out there for you at Chunky Glasses on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're going to be back in a few short days. Coming up, we have some great albums we're talking about. We're going to be talking about King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards. 
new metal album uh, that that actually dropped today. We're going to talk about this album uh, by Mike and the Moon Pies. If you don't know those guys, look it up. It's Cheap Silver and Solid Country Gold. It's amazing. Uh, and then we're going to be talking uh, about Purple Mountains. We are. I was never a big David Berman fan, but it is a tragedy that he is gone. Eduardo was. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that one last album probably next week. So uh, hang in there, guys. Be safe. Be good to each other. And uh, get out and see some good music. We'll talk to you in a few. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!